Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Okay, we're here back on Overtime. Welcome back. Nice to have you here on the panel. Okay, this is for uh, Caitlin. What? I don't think anybody has put blowjobs in the chips act in the same sentence, so this is a career high. Okay. And that's why... Okay, carry on. All right, get me back on track. In a reversal, New York City announced they will tighten admissions to their top high schools and rely more on merit rather than the lottery system that was previously used. What do you make of this? Well, merit's obviously such a controversial word right now. What is it meant by... What's meant by merit? Is it... What yeah. you did on a test, and why is one person able to, you know, have access to so much testing material, et cetera? But I'll tell you, those top schools um, that that have traditionally, you know, Stuyvesant and and Bronx Science, those kids who test out high, and you know, who went to Bronx Science is AOC's father and built their life that way. Yeah. Went to where? The a Bronx High School of Science. Oh. It's one of those test-in schools. So she wasn't horribly disadvantaged. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that those schools take, have just traditionally taken top test takers, which is a controversial thing to say, but those kids tend to really push forward and do very well, so right. it's tough. Ben? Um, look, I, uh, I think we have a big, bigger problem, which is China, which is educating and graduating as many engineers every year as we graduate all college students. And so we're facing a economic educational superpower and don't know what to do with all these kids in our country. We can't afford to keep wasting genius. Um, the merit-based system seemed to leave out a lot of people. Some of this lottery stuff doesn't work out as well as people wanted to. So we've got a big problem. And so if somebody wants to try, to try something different, what's going to happen is it's going to turn into a big kind of woke war about stuff that at the end of the day, the kids who most need the most help are still not getting it. So you know, I, I'm not going to pass judgment on this particular proposal, but I just think that the one thing we should be coming together on is the fact that uh, we want our kids to be able to compete on a, in a brutal global economy with China, and we are way off track right now. Well, but we're kicking China's... <laughs> we're kicking China's ass with kids who have uh, degrees in the dramatic and visual arts. So I just want to say... <laughs> they may have all the engineers, but, like, it's not like we... <laughs> And communication skills are off the chart. Okay, so this is for you. Should the U.S. continue working with Iran on a nuclear deal? Not at all. No? No. Not even that. Look, because um, at the same time, when uh, President Biden, Jake Sullivan, who I just met, uh, saying that our thoughts and prayers are with the people of Iran... But at the same time, when they continue negotiating with these uh, murderers, it means that they're giving billions of dollars to those who they condemn. Well, I, mean, I don't get this contradiction because... Um, well, because it's about nuclear. Because we don't want Iran to have a bomb. Because there are, obviously you have to make difficult choices sometimes, especially in negotiations. No, this is the easiest choice. Because, look, when you keep continuing with the murders, 
instead of actually putting pressure on them, that's not going to work. The Islamic Republic only understands one language, language of pressure. Why? Because they're killing now Iranians in the streets. Okay. They're taking hostages. Look, right now, British citizen, Swedish citizen, German citizen, U.S. citizens are in prison, Iran, using them like bargaining chip to get a deal. Imagine a day that the U.S. government asks its own allies just okay. downgrade your relation until the day when you release all the political prisoners. Then we're going to negotiate with you. Well, let's... Okay, well, I, I want to imagine a day when then that isn't the regime in, in Iran. And, and one way to get that to happen, where that isn't the regime in Iran, is to work with them. Because right now, um, as long as we keep these sanctions on, we're the bad guy. That's one way that regime stays in power, because they can blame their problems on the big bad Satan in the West who's forcing them uh, into these horrible restrictions economically. Can I tell you something? They always blame you, but whatever you do, they always blame you. But let me be clear. While the U.S. were sanctioning the Iran, uh, like the Islamic Republic, at the same time, when we were suffering from sanctions, the money went to Bashar Assad. The money went to Hassan Nasrullah Hezbollah. At the same time, 51 religious institutions, their budget got increased. Do you know what, what is their job? To kill Mahsa, to promote Sharia laws. I remember that uh, Jawad Zarif and its own lobbyists going to different media, CNN, New York Times, saying that, oh, my God, the blame is killing people because we don't have medicine. But Jawad Zarif came on TV and said, proudly, we built a hospital in Venezuela. So they send the money to everywhere. The money doesn't go to the people of Iran. That is why I'm trying to say that, of course, we are suffering from sanctions, but the blame should go on the people who are actually fueling the war in the region. The children of the hostage takers are here in America. Can you believe that? Masume Ebtekar, spokesperson of those students who uh, took American diplomats hostage, now her, her son lives in America, and she is welcomed on CNN, like, analyzing the news of Iran. Come on, guys. She's the hostage taker. Okay. Agree to disagree. <laughs> All right. Uh, as Putin annexes four regions of Ukraine, protests are erupting within Russia, and thousands of men are fleeing to evade conscription. Do you think these are sizable setbacks for Putin? Well, yeah. Duh. I mean... <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean... Those are our viewers, Bill. Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> True that. Um, well, maybe they just want to get us to have a discussion about what's going on in Russia, and uh, yeah. maybe another yeah, question on this would be, where does this wind up in six months? I mean, it seems like Putin is already backtracking on conscription because it was, to say the least, unpopular. But he couldn't get the, he couldn't get the people to sign up to begin with. I mean, for, for the beginning of the war, people in Russia evade, were already evading the draft. I, I think it's, it's really extraordinary what... Ukraine has been able to accomplish. Um, Russia is. has not. Russia has not done a mass conscription since World War II. Russia didn't do conscription for Afghanistan. As much as they got their butts kicked in Afghanistan, they didn't do it then. So it gives you a sense of the, the resolve of the Ukrainian people, the effectiveness of, the, of, of NATO and other allies, and the fact that that uh, Putin has really stepped on a rake. Uh, he does not know what to do. No. And um, so now he's you know uh, having you know bizarre. We saw the press conference today bizarre sort of, you know, uh, uh, birthday party for uh, his newly conscripted, uh, or new, newly uh, uh, grabbed uh, territory. Um, but my, my view about it is that we're in very dangerous territory now because 
this is unprecedented for a nuclear power to be attacking a country and losing the way that, that, that Putin is losing and losing face the way he's losing face. Yeah. And I don't see the off-ramp yet. Uh, right. So, you know, right now, I think we're happy, but, you know, uh, worse days are to come. I agree. Uh, should federal dollars be spent rebuilding areas affected by hurricanes, especially as climate change worsens the effects of these natural disasters? Well, I mean, we first got to know you because you were the climate czar. Uh, uh, look, I, I think we're going to, look, first of all, look at the insurance industry taking a big step back now, not wanting to do flood insurance anywhere in the world. Uh, that's a leading... I can't get fire out here. Yeah. Very... We, yeah. I mean, talk, yeah, no. They will not insure you. Yeah. So... Uh, it's just too risky. There's just... I mean, talk about effects of climate change. If you don't think it's real, yeah. that never happened before. It, they just... It, and that same it, thing... Won't insure right. you at any price. And, any, and, and, any and, price. and, and, and it's, with, it's, it's flooding in Florida. It's the yeah. same, and, same and thing. So, and so I think that when the private sector says, hey, this is not a good idea and we're not going to back it, I don't think the public sector should then show, throw bad money after good. I mean, that's a tough thing to say. But the reality is we keep rebuilding, we keep getting washed out, we keep rebuilding, we keep getting washed out. Those dollars could be put to work in other ways. We are going to have to, because we didn't do the right thing uh, 15 years ago when you and I met on climate policy, we're going to have to wind up retreating from some of these coastal areas. That's just the reality. And it's not just right. the United States, it's around the world. We need to get ready for that. Right. Glad I never moved to Malibu. Thank you very much, everybody. You great. Thank you. Watch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10. Or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.